Hello and welcome to Asia West Express. I'm here today with Danai as always. How are you doing, Danai? I am good. I'm mm-hmm. at my mom's house with a good, uh, uh, with good uh, soundproofed uh, walls. Yeah, I can hear that. So, you know, nobody can hear you scream when she beats you, right? Yeah, that's why she she picked this apartment. <laughs> you know, it's suitable for African parents. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, um, it's very late here in Tokyo. It's uh, 11.30 at night. But I'm such a nice guy. So, I'm up just for you to record this podcast. But do you have something to go to tomorrow? Uh, well, I have work now. Uh, oh, he got a job. <laughs> Stop <laughs> living on welfare in Japan. Huh? Work, 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 work. <laughs> yeah, so I, I got a new job at a big company. And uh, it's I've only worked for two days now. This is my second day. It's quite intense. Um, only Japanese people speaking Japanese being very Japanese and uh, I feel like everybody else knows everything except me because when there's question times nobody says anything but hopefully (laughs) they're all in the same boat and they don't understand what the fuck's going on just like me Uh, but I don't understand Hmm. is it like a Is it rude in Japan to ask questions? Like no one should sound stupid? Or, uh, so there's it? a saying in Japan uh, that goes deyoku o utareru, which means the nail that sticks out gets hammered down. Which means that if you stick out, <coughs> you know, in society, if you, you know have a weird color hair at your work or different clothes or whatever, if you if you say an opinion that's different from everyone else, then people hammer you down, and so nobody wants to be the first guy to do anything. So I think I hope that's what's happening, or else I'm just really stupid. It could be one or the other. <laughs> do you have an onboarding period? Yeah, so it's one week, and then it's off to work. <laughs> One week onboarding. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> it is quite crazy. This is where you sit. This is where the bathroom is. This is where the window in is, which is uh, which is uh, which you will never up, see, you know, because it's work so from home. You can't jump out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh yes. But uh, the crazy thing is, uh, so I got like an org chart, right, of my you know colleagues and stuff. And in Japanese, you know, they use uh, you know Chinese characters. Uh, or Japanese characters, as we call them here. Um, and the problem is that it's really hard to read them. Like, even if you know Japanese, you don't know what they mean, how to say the name. And so I Googled it. I put, like, the image of the characters in, like, a, a image reader to translate it, to try to get the name. But the problem is that, of course, Google, it just translates the characters, so it became like small piss and like shadow <laughs> band or something. And I don't know what to do with that. Like, how can I know what their name is? Should I just call them? Like, this would be your English name. Your English name would be small piss. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Man. You just have to try to say their name in Japanese, I guess. 
Yeah, but they don't say it, you know? They they just call each other like, oh, senior, junior, whatever. So I feel like mm. it's so scary to ask their names, especially when they're like, oh, it's written right here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's crazy. So maybe you're not going to have any friends then, you know, if you if you don't learn to call them anything. Yeah, and it's very rude in Japan to call people you, like, hey, you. So I, I really don't mm. know what to do. But how has your week been? Well, how's, what's going on in Sweden and Ireland? Snow. It's it's snow in Sweden now in January, like uh, a lot of snow. And uh, but yeah, otherwise, uh, Corona cases are going down. Uh, even in the district I I live in, so it's it's relieving, you know. Uh, and I was supposed to be deported to Ireland yeah. uh, in uh, the end of this month, but for your work, postponed. right? Yeah, for my work. Yeah, you have a Swedish uh, citizenship, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's you real, know, right? I only got deported once, you know. So uh, hopefully not again. Yeah. But it's like, um, so you don't have to. We don't have to go back because of the new COVID strain in Ireland. It's so bad, and this the crazy thing is that you know Ireland have had like one of the hardest restrictions in the world since since it started. Yeah. Uh, I think they had like five lockdowns. And um, now when they found the new Irish or British strain, um, uh, the new COVID, uh, yeah. that's much more, uh, uh, what is it called? What do you call it? It's infectious. 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 Yeah. Uh, they really shutting down Ireland like hardcore now. You get fined like uh, uh, 200 euros if they catch you outside and four kilometers of your neighborhood. And they have like checkpoints all over Ireland and they shut down the, the, the border to Northern Ireland. So people are not supposed to be, you know, to, to take the car to like Northern Ireland and then fly to another country. Yeah. So it's, uh, super restrictive now. Uh, wow. and there was a video of the prime minister talking like, yeah, people who think they will see their family before next Christmas, that will probably not happen. And you'd be like, oh, oh my God, that's hard, man. Oh my god. Okay, so you're happy to be in Sweden, right? Country of the free. Yeah, the country of the free. Yeah, man. The fucking uh, Sweden is the new USA, you know? Freedom, <laughs> freedom, you know? Seriously, it's, uh, it's so. But the thing is that it's not locked down here, yeah. but it's still very restrictive. It's not yeah. that you can do things. It's like you can go out and have a drink at a bar if, if you like, but like no one does that. You know, I mean, mm. it's not so common. So it's self-sustained. Uh, still... That's yeah, good. I think so. Yeah, it's better. And the gym is open, which is cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you going to the gym every day? No, but I, I like to have the option to be able to go every day. I yeah, that's, that's good. Enough. Yeah, true, true. How about yourself? Um, well, I was thinking of, you know, last week we talked about the Olympics. Um, I was mm. gonna be held behind closed doors, maybe. Nobody really knows. Today I read that, uh, the prime minister and the minister for the Olympics, because we have one of those in Japan now, he has come <laughs> out and said that the Olympics will happen no matter what. Thoughts. Okay. <laughs> so like, I don't know what that means because I was thinking, you know, like, let's say, like, England and stuff, they're going to have vaccinations. But there are many countries in the world where a lot of good athletes live. Not mentioning mm. specific countries, but many of them might be in Africa. Um, 
where, you know, some people won't get vaccinated. Like, are they just going to be excluded from the Olympics? Are nobody, you know, Japan has travel restriction now. Are they just going to be like, okay, only, yeah. you know, these like five countries can get in. What is going to happen? Funny. Yeah, it's going to be like the the, the, the country running the, the, the winning the 100 meter race is going to be like Ukraine or some weird country. But I just China like winning, yeah, <laughs> becoming the new Usain Bolt or something, you know, like like some white man becoming like the next marathon runner. You know, he, he, he runs a marathon for two days, you know, that's like the... the <laughs> exactly. No, that's what I'm thinking too. Like, imagine if they... Because now Japan has a restriction that nobody can enter Japan. And so I'm thinking, uh, you know, what if that is happening still in like June, July, when Olympics going to happen? Are they just going to have people in Japan participating? So it's just going to be like, okay, this guy, he's from, you know, Ethiopia. So <laughs> like he gets to represent yeah. Ethiopia. And it's just like a fat dude who owns like an Ethiopian yeah. restaurant. <laughs> exactly. Hey, you black. How about representing Ethiopia, Zimbabwe, South Africa, exactly. Nigeria, Madagascar? <laughs> it's like Japan, you know, they have like, of course, they have their people at home, right? So they win everything. <laughs> it's like, just, it's so sad. It's like, number one, Japan. Number two, Zimbabwe, Ethiopia, South Africa. <laughs> It sounds like they, they, they thought about that. I feel like some old Japanese men were sitting on the board and be like, how should we solve it? And then one guy be like, man, we had a, bu- we have a bunch of immigrants here. I see them every day when I pass down the city center. Why don't we just ask them to uh, participate? And then yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nobody cares about the Olympics anyways. But yeah, it's, uh, it's weird. Maybe they feel like people will watch anyways because there's nothing else to watch. So they're going to have their, the viewers going to, you know, go off the roof because everyone's going to watch the Olympics still. Yeah. And uh, then they're going to have like the ads money, all the commercial, you know, everyone's going to advertise. Yeah. I think because, you know, like the, the public in Japan is very upset because they're like, why are we spending money on the Olympics? Like the whole country's, you know, going down the drain because Corona. And mm. I'm thinking, what if they, you know, do like two birds, one stone, the government? So they're like, let's do a budget Olympics. So they're like, you know, cut all the costs, use like a mm. public swimming pool in like some random school to host like the swimming competition. Because yeah. everybody's got to watch it everywhere, right? Either have it now or never have it. So yeah. I guess they, uh, that's what they're, they're saying. Still. Mm. But yeah. So but, what's going on but, with you? Uh, no, uh, not much. But I, I, I read that um, China has just developed a new way of uh, testing for COVID-19. Yeah. A new, the latest way. Um, apparently, it's supposed to be like uh, much more uh, effective uh, in showing if you have the COVID-19 uh, virus or not. And it's yeah. it's an anal swab. <laughs> so you, yeah. you bend on all your force and then yeah. uh, a doctor... Or your significant others have to swap your anal, and uh, and and then and then they test it. The thing is that I don't understand. Like, why why would the coronavirus be more visible in in your your butt your anus? It's like in your close to your chest. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, that's interesting. Hey, I have a theory about this. Yeah, 
you know, China, like the COVID came from like, it started in China, right? And then like it spread everywhere in the world. And then China managed to contain the virus. Yeah. And so they don't, you know, they, they don't have that uh, headache anymore. And they'd be like, let's fuck with the rest of the world. Let's come <laughs> up with anal, <laughs> anal testing, you know? <laughs> I feel like, I think like, you know, Asians are very literate people too, right? So fuck with the world. They're like, how can we literally do it? <laughs> <laughs> so I, the thing is that I don't understand who's gonna take this test. You know, like like it's uh, it's gonna be hard to get people to do this. I don't know. I mean, if it's more efficient, why not? I mean, you do your prostate exam, for example, right? Why wouldn't you do the anal exam at the same time? Maybe A little but combo then you will only test. <laughs> they should they should package just like that you know get your prostate and a COVID-19 test all in one you know actually I mean if it, I mean if, it sounds like the Chinese have found that like the anus is actually like a really good place to search for uh, diseases no pun intended uh, and so I just think like maybe they can do a package deal you know like you do a swab mm-hmm. and they test you for all kinds of weird shit when it comes to the prostate, prostate, then it's you know it's only if you're like fifty you do that, you know. So they yeah. only test people fifty and older. Well, so is there like a disease if you if you could test it through an anal thing that you would do the the you know new Corona Chinese Corona test? What if the vaccine was uh, a you had to put the vaccine up your anus, and then if you did it, you could travel anywhere. Would you do it? I would be like, man, quarantine is not that bad, you know? What? Really? I, I would be <laughs> first in line, man. Just put two up there. Put them at once. <laughs> I can take it. I got space down <laughs> there. <laughs> put both the Russian <laughs> one and the Chinese one. <laughs> and put one in, in my mouth at the same time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Gotta be sure. Oh my god. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be sure. But okay. Um, um, so, uh, today actually, I, um, after a hard day's of work, I watched a small documentary about Masayoshi san. Do you know who it is? Um, I recognize it. Or no. I don't know. So Maybe it's. Um, name sounds the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's one of Japan's richest men. Uh, he's the crazy investor dude uh, who is, you know, invested in WeWork, for example, like made WeWork into a billion dollar company. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah, from uh, what is it called, the company? The SoftBank. Investment, SoftBank. Yeah. yeah, the SoftBank Vision Fund is his most famous project. You know, he found uh, Alibaba, for example. He, uh, he found mm. Jack Ma. He invested in him. I, I, I read though that that's why this investment fund is so powerful because they were in early investor in Alibaba. Yeah. And uh, I saw like quotes from him and he's really funny. And like, I feel like he's one of the people in Japan I like the most just because he's so different. Not only from Japanese people, but from any billionaire, you know? Mm. Like he was, uh, he lived in America for a long time. His English is still really, really bad, which is so Japanese. But it was in an interview 
very early on when they asked like, so why, how did you know to invest in Alibaba, this Chinese startup? And he says on stage, right in front of a thousand of people, he say, I could smell his sweat. It smelled like animal, like a fighter animal, like me. <laughs> and that's why I invested $200 million. And I'm just like, that's, <laughs> that's so cool. I so wish more, you know, billionaires were like that. Yeah, but I think most billionaires are like that, right? Like they are crazy people. Like they either they could end up as crackheads on the street or yeah. they just become billionaires because they take uh, crazy risks. But you know, like when I see that, because I saw some photo of him and Jack Ma back in the days uh, when Alibaba was just very early. Uh, the photo is like black and white almost. Yeah. And uh, and like, and I was like, damn, like how can you, in, how, how do you decide to invest so much in one company and not the other companies, you know? Like, understand, like, how can you, you know, of course you do like due diligence and all of that, but still it's a crazy risk, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, how many companies were not, you know, a, you know, possibility of becoming a big, uh, multinational company like Alibaba back then, you know? How do you decide to put all your coins into that pocket? It's, uh, it's crazy. I think it's, uh, I mean, both gut feeling and a lot of luck. Uh, especially mm, when you're an investor, sure. right? But I, I really like him because, you know, these billionaires, I mean, we talk about billionaires all the time being evil and stuff. Um, and many are. And I feel like many do, you know, like altruistic. They do like, uh, you know, help, try to help people and do these like philanthropic missions. But in the end, they still get richer. And it's because many of them, you know, they always play the safe bet kind of. Like they get rich through something really smart and then they just hoard their money and make more money. And I really like investors that are billionaires like Masayoshi that like he lost almost all his money one time. He was a billionaire, lost all of it and then made it all back. And to me, that's like a true crazy billionaire. Yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you have to be crazy in order to become a billionaire sometimes. You're not yeah. a normal guy. You're like a maniac. Yeah. You know? It's like the people you see in the casino that lose all their money and then, like, they, 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 they scrabble, uh, some extra money and they go right back to the casino and bet everything at one, at one thing. Yeah. It's like the, the same. That's true. Maybe, like, <laughs> all I, the failed billionaires are just, uh, you know, Gamblers. <laughs> They're just uh, gambling addicts, basically. <laughs> exactly. All the people you see, you know, in the casino <laughs> that are like, you know, in Swedish we call it Tosk. I don't know what it is. No, Tosk mm, is something mm, else. Mm. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, but you can say gambling Tosk. Yeah, gambling Tosk, like a uh, gambling addict, right? But then, then I would say like, then, you know, there's a lot of failed Chinese billionaires out there in the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you think that? Why does so uh, it like living in China? Every gambling is illegal. You don't see yeah. there's no gambling Same anywhere. If you if you go to the, the casino here or in Africa or wherever in the world, there's a lot of Chinese people. There's only Chinese people in the casinos, and uh, it, it's it's. I feel like you know it's like what you cannot have, you want more. I feel like it's the same psychology with the Chinese and gamblings. I actually, I really need to look up on this because it's so weird. 
that, you know, I was in a casino in Sweden once and there was like 80% Chinese women and they were betting, you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars on, you know, just a casino or blackjack or anything. And you're just like, what? what's, why the Chinese? Why, why are they so fascinated by gambling? You know why? Because they love money. Like, they don't have a religion in China. So yeah. the religion is basically money, right? Uh, I mean, the Chinese New Year is coming up now. So uh, the, what do you give each other? Do you give each other money? Yeah, exactly. So, and you wish each other for more money, right? <laughs> exactly. So I guess it comes from the, the culture. They, they, they need a God. I think, uh, that's it. They need a religion. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's quite a bold statement, though. What kind of religion would, <laughs> of all the religions in the world, though, what religion would they should they choose? Uh, you, uh, uh, Jew, Did you say that? What well, Jews? But it's like Jew, yeah, Jew, uh, Jew, yeah. What do you say actually? Judaism? Judaism? I don't know. Yeah, I think you, we don't know because there's so few Jews in the world. So it would be weird if they're like, you know, like there's like 10 million Jews, let's say, in the world, right? Mm. And then all Chinese people convert and suddenly there's, it's the biggest religion <laughs> in the world. <laughs> yeah, it would be crazy. No, but because Jews love money, right? Yeah. Uh, that's the word on the street. And I think like... The Chinese oh, people, no. <laughs> By the way, I was thinking something really interesting about just the size of China is that you know, China is the world's biggest country, right? And we say that a lot, but we don't actually think about what that means. But what it means is that whatever Chinese people do is normal, right? So if they do the anal swab testing, like if that becomes the norm in China, that that's the new normal. Then everything's like, then, you know, you go to the doctor and he's like, I'm going to, you know, check your anus. And you're like, why? And he's like, because that's the new norm. That's normal now. He'd be like, I never heard of it. And he's like, well, 1.5 billion people do it every day. So who the fuck are you to question this method? But speaking about that, I think I, I read some article. So like, like, let's talk about GameStop a little bit. Yeah. For people who don't know, it's about this. Uh, maybe you can explain GameStop. You, you're more into stocks than me. Yeah, well, it's, it's become a quite a complicated story. But super simply put... It's just, it started as the story where a couple of hedge funds shorted the stock, bet that the stock was going to go down a lot, way more than there's actually stocks that you could buy. And so people on Reddit found out and they started buying the stock and then more people bought the stock and then it became headline news and even more people bought the stock and the stock went crazy. And it became like this story of David versus Goliath, like the individual people versus the mega rich head fund guys. And then in all of this, the trading platforms that people used to use to buy the stock they suddenly made it impossible to buy that stock or put serious restriction in so normal people couldn't buy the stock anymore. And so now there's this huge fight going on where every politician in America and elsewhere are trying to, you know, claim that they have a solution and it's wrong and blah, blah, blah. So there's, uh, I read that uh, some investors or netizens, which is like the, the people on the internet in China, they're called like netizens. Yeah. And uh, 
that they have had planned to like join this this like uh, you know t- you know stock revolution of yeah. uh, day traders buying uh, uh, shorted stocks, but uh, so they were looking at like AMC and stuff like that to buy those too. But you know, imagine if the day traders in China get on that. Yeah. That would be uh, crazy, right? That would make the whole uh, stock market uh, turn up uh, on their head. Because like we said, it's so many people. So, you know, like, just 1% is over. Yeah, no, that's true. Still a very interesting thought. And But the thing is that you don't have to have everyone to do it. You just have to have enough people to, to, to change the trend. So I, I, I read that uh, in that... Uh, in that um, uh, Wall Street bets that that Reddit uh, group that yeah. uh, had all those people that did that to GameStop, they were like two million people, or they owned like two million dollars out of the what was it two billion dollars out of the GameStop uh, stocks, yeah. but uh, the overall value was like twenty five million dollars that were owned, uh, you know, outside by by stockholders. Yeah, so it showed that. Yeah. Yeah, so it showed like you know the the day traders just took a small percentage, but the real owners is like uh, institutions and like uh, other hedge funds. Yeah, that that went in and bought and bought it. Yeah, so yeah. it it only needs like a small group of people to start the trend, and then everyone that jump on it. Yeah, that's true. And like uh, in this market world, not to get too down in the weeds, but is a lot of high frequency trading. So that means that like you have a bunch of robots that just from these mega institutions, right? That have billions and billions and billions of dollars from, you know, everything from North Korea to, you know, the, the Chinese government or whatever. They, you know, they put all their money into these institutions and the robots inside them, they just follow the trend. So let's say, you know, like GameStop goes up 1% or 5% because of some people on Reddit. Then the robots come in and make it go up 20%, 30%. And when other people see mm-hmm. that, you know, you have a snowball effect, which is why mm-hmm. the market is going crazy. Mm, exactly. So, yeah, it's too, it's too sensitive, man. Yeah. So uh, that's why some of these investors before, they've been very sneaky they have like gone on the news and be like, oh, this company is going down. It's the end of this industry. It's bye bye, you know, and they, they, they start like a panic among investors and like in the market. And then they go buy to, to make themselves a profit yeah. based on that. Because, uh, because that isn't like you said, it's a snowball effect. So you just have to start the snowball. Yeah. It's classic market manipulation. And like it's very hard often to prove that somebody has done something illegal. So in the end, you know, Wall Street is the winner and the billionaires get richer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But with that said, though, I mean, I like it. It's fascinating and it's cool that, you know, stocks have gone into the main mainstream. Like I heard a, a guy, uh, I listened to like a podcast that talks about the Swedish, like really boring news, you know, like the weather and stuff. So they talked about the weather and then they talked about a guy, you know, in, in some random city who like slipped on a banana peel or whatever. And then they started talking about GameStop. And so it's literally everyone on this planet is talking about it right now, which mm. makes it like everybody's suddenly interested in stocks, which I think is really good because that's mm. how most rich people make more money. Is investing in mm. stocks and funds and bonds and options and they can double or triple or whatever their mega wealth 
And, you know, if, if some small people in this world can take a little chunk of that, that's amazing. Exactly. And I I think that's the, the, the I mean, I think like the, the reason for like inequality in the world is has to do with ownership, right? Yeah. It's like people who who rent an apartment and the people who like uh, buy an apartment is the big difference. Like the people who rent it maybe feel like, you know, they have it good economically, but the people who bought it actually have it better in the long term, you know? And uh, it's the same thing with like stocks. If you buy stocks, then basically you own, you're owning something, you know? And uh, that, that has like in the world, through times it's only like a small amount of people who like own stocks before and bought it and like knew like this is the key to like uh, to become rich for generations but like that is changing now with like wall street bets and all these day traders yeah so uh, this is like the better the best way to beat beat wall street like it was <laughs> 2009 nine, when like they had like occupy wall street and was like some hippies in New York, like camping outside Wall Street and be like, no, you fucking sleaze bags. Like yeah. that doesn't do anything, right? This is the real way to fuck with people. I guess so. But in the other side of the spectrum, there's other billionaires making even more billions than before. So are you fucking with the rich people? Like probably not. But with that said, it, it is scary because actually in my new company, right? Where we're talking a lot about the future and stuff on my onboarding. And, Talk about uh, uh, your new company. What company did you start working for? Well, I can't name the company, but I want to say that uh, they're very focused on, you know, finding the the future and, and looking at what the future is going to be so they can be prepared for it and help others prepare for it. And the future is Definitely. It sounds, like, it, sounds like, it sounds like you're working for a fortune lady. Fortune lady. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's actually a fortune company. Fortune 500. <laughs> Selling fortune cookies, you know? <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, what they're saying is that like, there used to be people first. So, you know, you hired really good people and they did smart things and then they made money, right? But the future is technology. So... People are support to technology and not the other way around as, as it has been, you know? So like before you bought a phone or a computer or your company did that and then you use that to, you know, increase your brain power. But they're thinking that actually will be the opposite in the future. So mm-hmm. you have a tool, AI or whatever, that, Mm. you know, creates value, creates something crazy amount of value for the company. Like, you know, high frequency trading, buying crazy stocks in the market with some algorithm. And you're, as a person, is just there to support the computer. Isn't that crazy? Man, that's that's exactly what is going on in my job too. Yeah? Exactly what is going on in my job. Like, they want us to use the tools that we have because people like when we interact with the customers we just you know we just contact the customer set up meeting with the customer you know and just go straight to the to the customer but we have a lot of tools that gives us like uh, all the marketing interactions that the customers has been doing with our products and so on and they want us to like use those tools to reach out to the customer like let's say the customer was looking at a specific service and they want they give us a recommendation look he was looking at this service maybe you should call him and talk about this 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 you know yeah and uh, 
you know, you have to like follow step by step things. Like people don't have energy, so they just contact the customer immediately. But they are really forcing us to use these tools because they want to make the tools smarter. Yeah. Because so we are we are here to like to make them smarter, basically. Yeah. Until they take our job. Exactly. So one day the tool is just gonna do it for himself, and you're gonna be there. Hey, tool, do you want some coffee? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm gonna be like, yeah, like the secretary that that the, that the tools have the, an affair with, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh no, not in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how it is. No, that's the thing. Like, they're gonna fire everyone. Like, the company is probably gonna fire everyone besides the owners of the company, the stockholders, and the, the executive board. So yeah. that's why everyone should buy stocks. Exactly. So that's the end of this lesson and this podcast. Everyone should just buy GameStock. I hope you had a good time, and see you next week.